Good evening and welcome to tonight's episode of the podcast Fall Asleep 2. I'm your host, Jimmy Joe. I'm here to talk about things that are unimportant and uninteresting until you take this train to Sleepy Town. This week's episode is courtesy of friend of the podcast, Tyler Snow. He has sent me some uh, material that he finds very boring. He's hoping everyone enjoys. So I'm just going to pull it up on my email right now. This is a discussion of public health risks. Excuse me, public health risks of incarceration. Analyzed in terms of the Eighth Amendment. recommendation, I'm going to read from section four of this paper, History of Case Law Concerning Prisoners' Rights, but first I'm going to turn off the air conditioning. We should be washing our hands pretty regularly for most of us who live in places where we have regular access to running water. After you go to the bathrooms, probably a good idea to wash your hands before you eat. Before you touch anything clean or anything that's going to go Definitely in your body, like in your mouth, but also uh, near your mouth or eyes or face. Although also right now, I guess we shouldn't be touching our faces. So don't do that. But there's a lot of times throughout the day when we should be washing our hands, but I know that in light of the current uh, pandemic, you might be washing your hands a little more frequently than usual. One thing to be aware of is that if you do start to wash your hands more often than you're used to washing them throughout the day, maybe you're 
Well, you're just you're washing them all the normal times, and you're also washing them extra, just to be cautious. Your hands might dry out, especially depending on what kind of climate you live in. So if you notice that, uh, maybe use some lotion or moisturizer or something. Which is very nice because it allows for pretty great viewing of producer Moose and producer Melvin when he's there, when they sleep in their bed under the table. The bed itself is round and flat. It's uh, circular and rather flat with a puffed up uh, outer edge. Almost like a pizza, flat in the middle with the crust a little bit higher up on the outer, outer rim of it there. And the surface of it has these little, it's like these little hairs sort of on it, but they're kind of like fur, and they hang off of it. It's sort of a shag kind of thing. It's very soft, it's very comfortable, and for a while, producer Moose, when he would groom himself, or when he would groom producer Melvin, would sort of start grooming the bed, which is not good for him, because it's not made out of material that he should be grooming, and so, you know, that can cause hairballs, or, you know, probably not good for him to be eating any of the fibers that might come off on his tongue. So we put a blanket on it. And the blanket is very soft. But it's not anything that either producer seems interested in grooming. So they still love their soft bed. And producer Moose is not putting himself in any danger because he's not grooming it. And that makes me very happy. It's really imperative to make sure that you are able to give that animal the, uh, the kind of life that it deserves. But yeah, so that's actually why we suggested the cats, because we said, you know, cats uh, don't necessarily need as much human interaction a lot of the time. And if you get a pair of them, especially a bonded pair, then they can uh, be quite happy with each other most of the time. So, uh, he, and again, this friend lives in Portland, and apparently Portland and uh, Oregon, I think in general, have pretty good adoption and rescue rates for animals, so I'm sure that these cats will have been, uh, will have found a home. I was gonna look it up to see if they found a home, but I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna assume that they did. They they were a very, very cute pair of, of, of boys, these cats. One of them actually looked a little bit like producer Melvin. He was a tuxedo cat like that. The other one, no. They were Siamese. The other one looked more like... 
know a lot of people are spending more time at home than they normally would, and I hope that, uh, I suspect and I hope that there are going to be some good uh, bonding experiences with people who are self-isolating and with animals, hopefully animals rescued from animal service shelters. That's what I am hoping for. Producer Moose looks very cute. His, he's on his side, bent with his, uh, his back legs straight. So that his back paws and a little bit of his tail are sort of in front of his face. Great book, as I recall. for school and I had switched schools and the school I was at previously um, I hadn't done great in like my reading comprehension and then I switched to school and so I was a little behind I was literally behind in the book because they were already like 10 chapters in or something and I was behind um, as far as my ability to read and understand that kind of book and to answer the questions about it. So uh, that was a bit uh, difficult for me. And my mom really helped me through that. And I remember her spending a lot of time, a lot of afternoons and evenings and weekends, uh, really helping me to read and understand the book and to be able to answer the questions that we, our teacher was asking us about it. And so that was, that I think made that book a little more special to me is that uh, I spent a lot of nice time with my mom with that one. Another one was Where the Red Fern Grows. Now, I didn't read that one myself. My mom read it to me and to my brother. And that was, that's a fantastic book. Very sad book. I know uh, the school that I had switched to that we read... uh, Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim. They had already read Where the Red Fern Grows in class that year. And apparently when they got to the end of the book, to the last chapter, they, uh, the teacher had to call on the custodian and ask him to finish reading to the kids because she was just sobbing uncontrollably. She was very, very moved by the book. As is natural, that's a fantastic book. Another book. This week's episode is sponsored in part by Podcorn. You can visit podcorn.com to find out more. They're the website that I use for podcast sponsorships. You may have noticed mid-roll sponsorships in some episodes recently. That's been done through Podcorn. It's a super easy-to-use site. Advertisers post what kinds of ads they're looking for, pre-roll, mid-roll, post-roll, product reviews, giveaways, whatever. Podcasters uh, look through the site and or look through the uh, sponsorship opportunities. If you see something that seems like a good fit, you can 
submit a proposal, and if they like it, you collaborate and get paid. It's super easy. It's basically no risk, and it's worked well for me. So huge thanks to Podcorn for sponsoring uh, this week's episode. And make sure to check out the show notes for a link to Podcorn. That's podcorn.com. Sponsoring this week's episode. Thank you. It looked like they had been putting water on their faces after getting gassed. It made sense from a tactical standpoint for the cops to wait until protesters were totally tired and wiped out right at the end of the march to start attacking. My friend and I bailed, walked walk down to First Street, and finished walking the last half mile or so to our car as even more choppers circled up ahead. On the drive home, we went off airplane mode and answered calls and texts to family and friends who were worried about our safety. We also got takeout at the pizza place around the corner before the citywide curfew went into effect. Social distancing didn't happen today. That is from a protester in Los Angeles. This is making very cute noises. I will say that everyone deserves to live life safely peacefully without fear of oppression of violence and I try to make this a place where we can just relax and we can because that's important too as we fight for what's right we need to also remember to take care of ourselves. I hope you're taking care of yourself tonight. I don't, don't have much more to say, so thank you for listening. is intentionally not inclusive in a malicious way but it's that's not the case it's simply an expression designed to bring attention to those who need it and I think at this point most people should know that now I am not white, I'm not black, and for being not white, I probably have a greater deal of whiteness than most not white people have. However, I'm not white, and I was raised in a predominantly white area, and have had my own journey with my identity. has helped me be at a place where I probably more than the average 
person. I try to seek out. I try to understand. I try to seek out uh, knowledge of other cultures. I, I make it an intention. So maybe I am being dismissive of other people who maybe live in different places. I also live in a neighborhood in Los Angeles that is predominantly Latino, but also gentrifying. So I sort of see the ways that white culture and other cultures affect each other. But anyway, all this to say, so I'm working to try to educate myself, to listen, to read. Specifically, I'm trying to listen to black voices, read, watch. Because as we've been saying, black lives matter. Those are the ones that are facing this immediate threat of violence right now. Those are the ones that we have to make sure are protected. We have to make sure that our structures, our systems, our institutions can acknowledge the simple fact that black lives matter. And we can do that largely by having I am going to put some links in the show notes to different books about uh, that can help us understand racism. Say right now, uh, one is a tweet from Victoria Alexander. Uh, Her username is Victoria A-L-X-N-D-R. And she's actually broken it down. She has her anti-racist lit uh, starter kit. The intermediate kit. uh, Some topic specifics. And biographies, nonfiction, and personal narratives. So this might be a great place to start. And actually, I am coincidentally reading one of the books on the starter kit right now. Or rereading, I should say. And actually, this one happens to not be by a black author, so I gotta. It doesn't need to be thick. I know I've talked to people with asthma who have tried to wear masks that are of a thicker fabric and material, who've said they've had trouble at times. And I think the solution to that is to just get try a, a little thinner of a mask. For most of us, I think we can wear a little thicker mask. But if you, if it truly causes you problems because of medical conditions or whatever, just a little thinner of a mask. But just wear it. Just wear your masks. Please wear your masks. Because... That is how a society should work. 
we just take care of each other. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. I hope you're staying safe. I hope you're sleeping well. I hope you're wearing your mask, but I have a feeling that my listeners assuredly are because you guys are the best. Y'all are the best. I don't need to gender who you are. Y'all is non-gendered. In my heart, you guys is also a non-gendered phrase, but y'all is like more explicitly non-gendered, I think. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, from my Highland Park studio with producers Melvin and Moose in the other room with girlfriend Morgan. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to those around you. One of the kindest things you could do right now to those around you, to those in the black community, is to wear a mask. Be safe. And until next week, sweet dreams.